Hello, this is Robert Wagner, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Danelle Dadigan will join us at the top of the hour for a preview of some of the many exhibits on display this summer at the Hollywood Museum. Danelle Dadigan, of course, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum. She was also recently named Hollywood's most influential woman. Danelle Dadigan will join us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, being that we'll be talking to Hollywood's most influential woman, we thought we'd close out this hour with a replay of our conversation with longtime television actor Jonathan Goldsmith. If Jonathan's name doesn't ring a bell, his face and voice surely will. For more than 10 years, he starred in a wildly popular series of commercials for Dos Equis Beer as the most interesting man in the world. So that way we will have Hollywood's most influential woman and the most interesting man in the world all part of the same program. The most interesting man in the world character not only catapulted Jonathan from obscurity, but came to him at a time and place in his life when he absolutely needed it the most. That is just one of many stories that Jonathan shares in a new book that we will tell you more about in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by telling Jonathan, one of the things that kept coming to mind as as I read about your life and the various people that you met along the way. About 20 years ago, uh, one of my mentors introduced me to a philosophy called living dangerously. Uh And by that, he meant not throwing yourself in the face of danger every day, but throwing yourself into everything you do every day, no matter what you do in life, so that you truly live fully every day versus just existing. And uh, from what I've learned about you, it sounds like that that's a philosophy that you have embodied, your dad certainly embodied, and even your grandfather Isidore embodied it. Yeah, kind of, I would say so. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Do it all the way. Live it. Experience it. Sure. You spent a lot of time writing about your relationship with your father. And this book is a love affair with my father. That's what it's primarily about. And it's, it, I, I think it's very fitting, Jonathan, that at, by fluke of the universe, we are talking just a few days after Father's Day. But uh, uh-huh. your, your father was once described as a successful man because he, quote-unquote, had no ambition. No, am, no ambition at all. That's right. What did that mean? Something to it. He, he, he didn't want he need. He wasn't... Uh, in love with material things. He was in love with quality, simplicity, with elegance, with, with art, with athletics. He wasn't trying to keep up with anyone. He lived a, a rather simple life in many ways. He didn't have any particular pursuit of money or financial gain in any way. He loved working with kids. He worked in a slum school in Fort Apache in high school. He used to take the winnings from his uh, card games with the janitors in the basement. He was a phys ed teacher. And with it, he, uh, <laughs> a wonderful story, he created an, a fictitious team, a fictitious basketball team. Someday I want to make this film. He called it Fort Tyrone Prep. He took these kids that didn't have a button. He took them over to Columbia University against the hallowed ivy walls, and he took their picture, entered them into the league, and they were on a tear. And in those days, even the New York Times would follow successful coaches at high school games. And uh, they followed Fort Tyrone Prep right up until they went to Army and beat the junior varsity at uh, 
then it all fell apart. But my father loved to laugh. He loved to give. He was a contributor. He, he took nothing. He gave everything. He was very... And he gave me a feeling of self-worth that I never had when I lived at home. I had a very tempestuous relationship with my mother and stepfather. They sent me away. My mother put me in a boarding school when I was five. So I had a rough time, and all I wanted to do was be with my father. They were divorced. And I spent my lifetime as a kid trying to get to my dad. So this book is also because I have lots of five children and children, uh, eight great-grandchildren, mm -hmm. and they never knew my father, many of them. So I wanted to write about who he was and uh, the kind of blood that they have going through their veins. You, you talk about how your dad was, uh, relationships were important, possessions were not. And one of the many ways you illustrate that is the fly fishing story, where uh -huh. the story about the real. It's one of my favorite stories in the book. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's good. Nobody's, nobody else of all the other interviews has picked up on that. And it's the most, one of the most poignant things in the book, as far as I was concerned. We're talking to Jonathan Goldsmith, the actor known around the world as Dosecki's most interesting man in the world. Jonathan brought more real-world experience to the role than anyone could have imagined, with the possible exception of his agent, now wife. From driving a garbage truck to make ends meet when he first came out to Hollywood, to saving a man from freezing to death in the High Sierras, to saving a woman from drowning, debunking a mystic healer in the Philippines, and defying the legendary curse of the ghost town of Bodie, California. Jonathan shares these and other stories from his life and career in a new book called Stay Interesting. I don't always tell stories about my life, but when I do, they are true and amazing. Stay Interesting is available wherever books are sold through Penguin Random House. At the end of our intro, Jonathan, we, we hint at how the most interesting man in the world came to you at a time when you really needed a break. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of the most inspiring parts of the book. And one of the other things you talk about is... Is I mean, that the audition that you're referring to? Yes. Not, not only the audition, but everything that brought you to the audition. Okay. You ask the questions, and I'll do my best to answer <laughs> okay. them. Okay. As, as an actor, you don't want to overthink anything. You want to do what you can to get to the emotional truth you need uh, for whatever right. you're, you're reading. So how did you block out all the exterior stuff to focus on the part you had to play at that moment? Are you talking about the audition itself? The, the audition itself. Well, I got to this audition after spending a very listless night in the back of my truck. I was at a low point financially. I stayed in an empty campground. And I still put myself back in that arena. I had been gone from Hollywood for many years. And I didn't know if I had it to make them laugh. And I had my doubts as I drove through Hollywood and revisited on my way all the places that I was and where I was a garbage man. And I didn't want to go, and I got there, and I thought, oh, this is impossible. There were four or 500 fellows, all looked like Juan Valdez, handsome young Latinos. I said, I'm wrong for this. Anyway, I didn't run away, although I really wanted to, but my father, I heard his voice from the grave, and when I was a little kid and we used to wrestle, he said, remember, a goldsmith never gives up. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to give it my best shot. Then I go back to the mountains and live in a quiet, quiet life for the rest of 
my time. And as I was sitting there, I thought of the obvious. It was it escaped me. Fernando Lamas, <laughs> dear friend, uh, greatest Lothario and, and raconteur, wonderful, wonderful storyteller, very funny. So I channeled him, and I sat in this empty room. They were back in New York. I was here in Hollywood uh, a studio, and all the audio equipment was up on this wall in this cavernous room. And I just started coming out with a stream of consciousness. They said, tell me about yourself. And I put on my faux Fernando accent. <laughs> when I was very young, I wanted to be a white hunter. But then as I grew up and reached fourth grade, I knew that I was going to pursue being an OBGYN. Well, they started to laugh. And as they laughed, the more BS came out of my mouth. This incredible story how I, I, all I knew is I had to end this improvisation. There was no written script with, and that's how I arm wrestled Fidel Castro. So I talked about, of course, how I knew Che, and I lent him a motorcycle. We traveled around. He introduced me to his mistress. We had a tryst. He didn't like it. I had to get out of town, and, and for, uh, what's his name, Fidel, heard about me, and he gave me sanctuary. And then, of course, I got into trouble with one of Fidel's women, and he challenged me to a duel, and I said, Fidel, we can get hurt with pistols. Why don't we play chess? He says, I don't play chess. He says, why don't we arm wrestle? And that's how I got the role. <laughs> did, did you have the beard? Oh, yeah. I oh, looked okay. like that. Yeah I, yeah. I just brought myself. Obviously, everything you bring internally as a performer, that is what crafts the character. But, but the beard looks great, too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. We're talking to Jonathan Goldsmith, actor, author, raconteur, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and a man who certainly lives up to the billing of the most interesting man in the world. Jonathan is also the author of Stay Interesting. I don't always tell stories about my life, but when I do, they are true and amazing. A new book that not only shares some of the many stories that comprise Jonathan's life, but asks the question, what makes a life truly interesting? Is it the people you meet, the risks you take, or the adventures that you remember? Stay Interesting also includes anecdotes about Jonathan's five-decade career in film and television, while also answering the question, Ginger or Marianne? Stay Interesting is available wherever books are sold through Penguin Random House. Real quick question. Um, you, you talk a lot about your, your struggles, your first 10 years in Hollywood. You, you, you did a lot of odd jobs. Yeah. Uh, and, but at, this, at the same time, you were, uh, at, at some point, you were fortunate to get on the radar screen of Quinn Martin Productions. And from what I know about how that works, that had to be a blessing for you because considering how many shows Quinn had in production at the time, that had to be a blessing for you as an actor because it meant steady work on all of his shows. Well, it really was. I was very, very grateful to Quinn Martin. I did uh, all of his shows. If I remember, and I, there was The Fugitive, Barnaby Jones. You did a couple FBIs. And, well, anyway, I, I was so grateful to be part of his stable. And one time... He was at a Christmas party. It was a rap party for one of the shows. And I had never met him, and I walked over to him. And I had done repeat on these shows many times. And I said, Mr. Martin, on behalf of my wife and my, my kid and my dad, I just want to thank you. And he looked at me. We shook hands. And I never, ever worked again. Oh, oh wow. Moral. Yeah. 
Wow. True story. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I guess the moral there is sometimes you have to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, that would be a lesson learned, wouldn't it? You mentioned you 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 mentioned you have a project about the fictitious basketball team. Uh, that your dad created, that, that that you hope to get to the screen. You you kind of tease that you might have another book in the works at the end of Stay Interesting. I hope you do, Jonathan, because you're a great writer, you're a fabulous storyteller, and I know you've got a lot more to share. Well, thank you very much, Ed, and if I do, I promise I will give you a ring. Stay Interesting is available wherever books are sold through Penguin Random House. Danelle Dadigan will join us for a preview of some of the many exhibits on display this summer at the Hollywood Museum when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Moffat. Joyce Bullissant. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Ken Berry. Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Bill Antonio. Shirley Jones. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Got a product or service that you want our listeners to know about? Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash advertise or visit the TV Confidential page at advertisecast.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Want a free first ride with Uber? Uber, the mobile app that connects you with a ride at the touch of a button in minutes. Enter promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive your first free ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. We have a few minutes, enough time to tell you about our new subscription program called Confidant Access. Confidant Access featuring additional monthly rewards. As a TV Confidential confidant, you will receive a brief preview of each week's edition of TV Confidential before it is broadcast, exclusive access to audio streaming or downloadable MP3s of the last five years of audio archives of TV Confidential featuring more than 400 hours of interviews, lively discussions, and inside information. You'll also receive the opportunity to email questions in advance for possible inclusion in guest interviews, plus exclusive access to classic editions of TV Confidential that are not otherwise part of the current five-year archive, plus approximately once a month, Confidants will receive special access to the hosts of TV Confidential via Skype, plus Confidant-only access to bonus content and more. To find out how you can become a TV Confidential Confidant, go to televisionconfidential.com and click the purple Become a TVC Confidant button, televisionconfidential.com. Click the purple button that says become a TVC confidant. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer 
or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.